Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a show featuring weekly interviews with Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs, who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are your hosts, Trisha Whitlock and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back to The Incubator. I'm your host, Todd Schnick. This is going to be a cool conversation. I wasn't quite sure where to publish this episode because it touches so many different places. It's obviously here live on The Incubator, but it's going to be a relevant business conversation. It's also going to be a very important lifestyle conversation because it's a lifestyle company doing some amazing things in fashion. So it's going to be a great conversation. I'm joined this morning by Catherine Iger. She's a co-founder with Fittery. Catherine, welcome. Thank you very much. And we're also joined by Greg Velines. He's also the co-founder of Fittery. Greg, welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. It's good to have you. I appreciate both of you making time to join us. Uh, Before we get into our conversation around Fittery, let's take a few minutes and uh, give uh, you guys a chance to bring the audience up to speed about you and your background. Catherine, we'll start with you. Sure. My career really has been doing e-commerce and web work really the entire time. I've worked with a lot of big companies around town like UPS and Home Depot, International Olympic Committee, and most recently with autotrader.com where um, I was in product management doing a lot of e-commerce work there and then left there to come work at Fittery. All right. Greg, uh, tell us your story. Sure. So my background is actually computer engineering. I formally educated as a computer engineer. When I started my work career, I knew I really wanted to get to the technology space, so started working at HomeDepot.com, so kind of got my foundational e-commerce experience from Home Depot. From there, I went to work at AutoTrader. That's where Catherine and I met, working, doing product management, so really trying to... My career has been about fusing you know, technical insights and background with business strategy and product management. Outstanding. All right. Well, Catherine, give us the 10,000-foot view of Fittery. What do you do? How do you hope to serve your market? So we are a marketplace. So it's a destination site. So really the problem that we're trying to solve is the fact that on both sides for consumers, it's very difficult when you're shopping online to be able to find clothing that fits you because you can't try it on. So there's that barrier right there. And then for retailers, when they're trying to sell clothing online, it's very difficult because you have consumers 30 to 40% of the time returning clothing. So it's a really expensive problem for them. It's a $17.9 billion problem for the industry. And then for consumers, it's obviously really frustrating. So what we decided was we were going to create kind of a a matchmaking machine to put these two Mm -hmm. pieces together. So we've got an algorithm that sits in between where a consumer is looking for an item of clothing. They can search across a really wide selection of big brands. We've got a lot of big brands like J. Crew and Brooks Brothers and Saks and Macy's and all the ones that you would see in the mall. And we basically match the consumer based on their body size and their fit preferences to the clothing that will fit them best. And it's great for retailers because we help reduce their returns and as well as give them kind of input into what clothing is going to fit their demographic best. So there's a huge data component as well to the value to the retailers. Hmm, Okay, I hadn't thought about that. We'll have to dive into that in a little bit. Greg, this idea of shopping online, I mean, I, I it's my goal in life never, ever to step foot in a mall again. <laughs> I have, we can help you with that. I have no desire to do that just because I don't want to waste the time. I have other things right. I'd rather do. And so I love the idea of shopping online. 
my wife and I are trying to set a goal where we have everything in our lives delivered to us, including food. <laughs> However, shopping for clothes online is frustrating for me uh, because I'm kind of this tall, lanky guy with monkey arms, and, and I just I, I, I have an odd shape, and so off the rack just doesn't work for me. But I can guesstimate my sizes, and you know, as you said, Catherine, sometimes it works, sometimes i got to ship it back, which is a pain in the fanny, right? Right. So obviously that's the problem that you guys are solving, but how does it actually work? Walk me through the process. Someone comes to Fittery.com and, and begins this process. Walk us through how it actually works. Yeah, absolutely. So really when you come to Fittery.com, the whole goal of what we're trying to do is make it so easy that you never have to go to that store again if you don't want to, like, right. you, were, like you were saying. So when you come to the site, all you have to do is you fill out a profile. And what you really are sharing with us is a little information about your body, right? So it takes about five to 10 minutes to set up a profile. And once you've got this profile set up, we'll have this or with you forever. So you'll be able to now shop across all these brands as new products come in, as you're deciding, you know, you need to buy that item for a wedding or you need to get some new shirts for work, whatever you're trying to do, you'll have this profile with you. So once you have your profile created, we actually, so Catherine mentioned all these brands that we have on board. These brands are actually providing us with all the measurement information around all of their items. So we have this big database of all of this item measurement information that we then match in real time. So as you're shopping, we're finding all these great matches and we actually rate them for you. So we'll tell you across all these different points of measure for the specific item, how well it fits. So let's take a man's dress shirt, for instance. If you're looking for a man's dress shirt, we'll tell you, well, this is going to fit you perfectly in the neck and it's going to fit you really well in the chest. The arms look like they might be a little bit too long, but you can make that decision as a consumer whether or not that's the right fit for you. If you happen to like your sleeves a little bit long, then you'll have the choice to be able to make that decision. So we're telling you all of these different facets of the item so that you can not only compare on price, not only compare on shipping and color and style and all the stuff that you normally do online today, but also try to take that real life experience of having something on your body and give you all the information you can about it via our web experience. All right. So let me ask this question, which is probably a common question. I have anxiety that you're not going to get my profile right. So how does that work? I mean, I've even seen that you guys will send a, a tape measure to people if yeah. they request it. I'm nervous that I'm not going to do that right. Is there a way? I mean, there's probably some basic questions. Walk us through that process. And I'll ask either of you to comment on that, how that actually works. Because I mean, to try to take a tape to a tailor and have them give me the measurements and, and give them to you, I mean, that's probably a way to do it. If someone's going to do this from home, what's the best way to be sure that you get the right information? So that's a great question. So we are actually in beta right now. We launched about five or six weeks ago into beta. And the first step of our beta experience is making sure we can create really great matches for people. That's what we're testing right now. It's part of our beta. We've proven that we can do that. So that's great news. The second phase of what we're going to do is speaking exactly to what you're talking about is this idea of how do you make sure you have really great information about your body body so that it is accurate and we're able to make great matches for you. So right now, through the beta experience, we ask you to do hand measurements and we will send you free measuring tape to get you started. You can definitely go to a tailor and get those measurements too, but we know that's not going to scale. If you're a guy like me and like you, it sounds like who wants to sit back on your couch and you're watching football and you want to just order something without having to get up, having to do a hand measurement process is something that's not going to, to scale very well. So one of the things we're trying to do is as part of our beta, one of our exit products we're going to launch is this idea of a quick sizing tool that allows you to enter you know, five or six questions, things you know about yourself. So your height, weight, what typical inseam you wear, what size t-shirt you wear, things like that. And we're actually collecting so much body information, we're going to be able to profile your body, your shape and size down to what we hope is around half an inch. 
across all these key points of measure so that you don't have to do the hand measurement process. So there's some experiences out there like online tux rental places and mm-hmm. things like that that allow that have these same type tools. We're going to emulate those and hopefully get a little bit better because we're getting a really, really detailed survey data and retail, really detailed body measurements along the way so that it takes all the inaccuracy and all kind of some of the questions you had about how well the hand measurement stuff will work. We're going to remove all that fear, all that anxiety, make it really easy to get you onboarded and get shopping right away. So it sounds like, Catherine, one of the, you mentioned data earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're collecting all this and it, yeah, you're going to get my information and you're going to be able to develop a profile for me. Mm-hmm. And then down the road when I sit in my couch too often and I need to change my sizes <laughs> because I've eaten too much, you'll be able to update that profile. But it sounds like what's possible here, and this is kind of cool and this is kind of game changing in my view, is that as you build up a database with all these people and you've gotten all these profiles and, and this algorithm that begins to build the, I mean, simple questions, you're going to be able to really ascertain uh, to a lot of degree of accuracy someone's profile, and that's going to disturb them well. And that's the data you're collecting, right? And that's going to be really cool for the companies that are working with you because they're not going to have to spend time and money on returns and dealing with all that because they're going to, the customers are going to get the product right out of the gate, right? Right. I think the other interesting part, so it's, it's certainly reducing returns, that's sort of our primary value, but I think that another one of the really interesting benefits for the companies is most of these brands don't really have a view into what their demographic body sizes of their target demographic. They really don't. They work with fit models. They don't really think sort of from a big data perspective, how do I design around these different kinds of bodies, right? So with our data, when they have access to our data, they could, you know, early in the supply chain, they could say, hey, we could go back to them and say, hey, you know, if you narrowed the shirt by two inches, you would hit 35% more of your population, that kind of thing. And then sort of at the end, once it's already, once the shirt's already produced, we can give them a lot of insight into how to better target their advertising to these different kinds of body types. You know, so they've like, for example, certain companies have like an athletic fit and a slim fit. We could say, you know, actually your athletic fit isn't cut the right way. If you cut your athletic fit in a way where the waist was narrower or something like that, you would hit this much more of the population, that kind of thing. So it's it's a, it's input into product development and then also input into advertising. And that's the value to the your partners is, yes. is, is the learning they're getting of the marketplace, yep. which is a worthwhile endeavor for them mm-hmm. to, to partner and learn those things. I mean, this is almost like getting custom-made clothing, but not. I mean, I, I because of my odd body shape and my lanky and, and, you know, I have a little bit of a belly, but I have these long arms. I mean, I just quit trying to get off the rack because I could never get what worked. And so I, I had to have my stuff custom made. And that's cool. And that's nice. And I can get a monogram on it, blah, 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 all that. And it fit nice. And it feels good when it fits right. But it was expensive, right? I mean, is that a way to look at this? It's kind of custom-made clothing, but not the custom-made clothing prices? Yeah, I think the way to think about it is, think about all of the clothing that's out there, that sizing is completely inconsistent. And there are so many clothing brands out there that all have these different cuts and sizes and fits and all of this stuff. And you said that you weren't really able to find stuff off the rack. I would challenge that probably you could if you had an ability to just sort of zero in on of all of the clothing that's out there, what is the thing that's going to fit you? But you don't have the time to go try everything on. And that's basically what we do is we sort of algorithmically and through computer matching can do that process for you and just say, of all the clothing that's out there, zero in on exactly what's going to fit you best. Well, what you're in essence going to be able to do, I'm sorry, did you have something you wanted to add? I was just going to say, you mentioned that you have, you know, a quote unquote odd body shape. We hear that from every single person. Everybody says that. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone says that they have something that makes them, you know, hard to fit, whatever it is. And so, you know, the joke I use is I have short Tyrannosaurus arms, right? Like it's, (laughs) it's hard for me to find shirts that are the right 
arm length for me and everyone's got their thing. And so it is not at all a unique challenge. And that's why, you know, Catherine was mentioning our job is to go find the ones that are going to work for you. So you don't have to spend all day leapfrogging from fitting room to fitting room, like you were saying. Well, Catherine, do me a favor. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor for all of us men. Give them a reason why they need to do this. I walk around, walk down the street, and I see a guy who clearly is not wearing the right kind of shirt. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't fit right. Probably bought it off the rack. And, of course, most American shirts are off the rack, have a lot of excess material down at the bottom because they're accommodating for the fact that we're all fat, a.k.a. me. (laughs) And it's just, even if you're not heavy, you have to shove all that extra stuff, and it just doesn't look right. I mean, so just for the benefit of mankind, (laughs) <laughs> appeal to them as to why it's important to care about why the is, rights. The why right. is it important to look good? Well, and, and to get the right, the right fitting kind of clothes. Yeah, this is really best accomplished visually if you look at some before and afters of the. And, and we did a lot of testing before we even constructed the site and did a ton of fittings, right? And you can look at the before and afters of these guys in a shirt that's ill-fitting versus a shirt that fits them well. And they're body looks different. They stand differently. So I think, you know, they come across as more confident. They look like they have a better body. They look like they're more fit. They look more professional. I think that's another thing that people don't really think about is that there's an aspect to if you're wearing a shirt that doesn't fit you properly, you look a little sloppy, you know? So when your clothing fits, you look very sort of together. You look more attractive, more self-confident, all of those things. And we, all the we, good things. Yeah. We, you mentioned the testing we were doing. We actually asked we did a lot of research with folks. We actually asked shoppers, what are the number one things that you care about when it comes to finding brands that you like? And above price and above shipping and above all those other things, the number one thing that stood out to them was fit. So shoppers know this. that They intrinsically know that fit is one of the key things or the key thing that's going to keep you, A, looking good, feeling good about the clothes that you buy and going back to those same brands over and over. Once you find something that really works for your body, you know it makes you look better and you're going to keep going back. I think another thing that's important is the, is the way we've sort of balanced between telling a guy what would look best on him and also taking into account their fit preference, mm-hmm. right? So a guy may have a really athletic build and you know somebody might go in and say, you need to wear a really tight shirt so you can see your muscles, but that guy might be more conservative. So we, as a part of signing up, you can say, you know, here's, we give you pictures and you say, what is the look that you're going mm. for? So whatever it is, you know, you can have sort of a more classic fit that's a little looser, but still looks really nice. So you're allowed to sort of say, this is what I prefer, but then we sort of layer in, okay, you prefer this, but you know, this is, we might make a recommendation that you go for slim fit instead of classic fit if you have a certain kind of a body. Or if you're a larger guy, we might say, go for classic fit. It's going to skim your body better or whatever it is. But sort of there's a balance between the two. Because it is important that you know people have style that they would want to adhere well, to. Well, that's really critical to this. Yes. I mean, I could give you measurements. I uh, usually wear an XL. I have a 17 and a half inch neck. I mean, I can give you all my measurements mm-hmm. and you can make recommendations. But then I'm just kind of repeating what you said just yeah. for my own, but also to clarify with the audience. Then there's another layer to say, do you like, I mean, you like your shirts untucked. And mm-hmm. that, that, that could impact a decision too. Absolutely. So what you're in essence going to tell me is that I'm, you're going to get my profile mm-hmm. and you're going to learn everything about me. And then you're going to say, J. Crew is the best solution for you in this kind of shirt. Brooks Brothers isn't, right? Or vice right. versa. I mean, the other advantage is, is that someday when I do have to go to that mall again, I know where to go. I don't mm-hmm. have to walk through a thousand stores, <laughs> right. which is what you're saying. You don't yes. have time to do all that, that hunting yeah. around. Mm-hmm. We're in the Uber age, right? Everybody's saying, I'm the Uber of this, we're the Uber of that. Mm-hmm. Well, talk about the market you're competing in. Is I mean, why wouldn't I go to jcrew.com and buy my shirts there after I know that? I mean, tell me why I would continue to work with you. I mean, that's, it's going to be ultimately a very competitive space as we all move to this e-commerce and online shopping world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's interesting about, so you mentioned that we'll tell you, you know, which brand is best for you. We actually go beyond that because we actually tell you which item 
within a specific oh, brand okay. is, is best for you. So J Crew, I think, has some like four to five different groupings of cuts. Just for shirts. Just for men's dress shirts. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know, you know, the specific name and cut, which by the way, they change season to season and they change the measurements and change the definitions of those things. If you don't know and are, are you know, what n- very few guys are memorizing the names of cuts and fits for all these different brands. Todd raising his hand. <laughs> it's really difficult to keep track of that. So what we're going to be able to do is we're going to do all that work for you, right? So we've got these direct brand relationships. So we're going to tell you as J. Crew, for instance, may change their cuts over, you know, season over season as they are introducing new lines that you may not have seen before, things like that, that we're going to be actually the ones who can tell you and guide you the best direction. The other thing that we think is interesting is one of the things we're going to enable is you to be able to find great fitting items across brands, right? So if your J. Crew fits you really well for shirts, but their pants not may, may not be a great match for you, we'll be able to say, okay, well, we actually have Express over here. And if you get this Express gray set of pants and this, this dress shirt from J. Crew, that's a great looking outfit. That's a great looking ensemble. And we'll help you basically be able to pair across all these brands to find the perfect outfits. So that answers my question of why I would I would stick with you guys because you're going to do that work you're going to do that that research with the partners mm-hmm. and as as uh, fashions change as they change cuts as you said you're going to keep on top of that in terms of the how you guys recommend a specific company and brand or shirt a cut you don't just provide a list I think if I saw it correctly and to clarify I know you guys are in beta and probably continuing to tweak and evolve this but you actually provide like a rating right it's like a five star yes. rating this is a perfect fit yep. four star. Three star. I mean, walk me through the different rating scales. I mean, what should I feel confident in buying? And that's actually part of what we're testing because because we're sort of testing to see what consumers will... I think it's pretty safe to say probably a two star and a one star you might want to shy away from. Mm -hmm. But we're sort of testing around the three star to see if that's something that consumers would be open to. The other thing is there really isn't one sort of version of that. So for example, you could have a three-star shirt that might say the issues with that. So we break it down by point of measure as to what the issues are. So you might say there's a three-star shirt that is going to be a little tight in the neck and a little long in the arms. Well, if you're going to wear your shirt collar open and you're going to roll your sleeves up, which a lot of guys do, that shirt might be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. So you should buy it. So that, I think it's it's more of a, a qualitative conversation sure, about sure. exactly what it is about that rating that works or doesn't work for you. Well, I might be the kind of guy who looks at that and says, three star out of five? No, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. And you're, gonna, you're only going to understand that after you've observed the marketplace yep, for a exactly. while. I mean, I, having this conversation in a year's time will be interesting to see mm-hmm. what you've learned. And, and part of, the, I think, the goal of the organization is to continue to evolve and improve this algorithm. Absolutely. And as you collect more data, you're going to be able to, uh, you might even be able to predict. I, I imagine part of the goal long-term, potentially for some of your partners, is to say, all right, based on this gentleman's profile, Let's recommend some stuff. I mean, like, just like just like you buy a certain kind of genre in Amazon, all of a sudden you start getting pinged with similar books in that genre. I imagine Absolutely. is that ultimately the plan to say because of this we recommend these yes. because of your data we recommend these kinds of things. Yeah, yes, it could be a combination of you know what do we recommend for fit, and then I, we're also going to sort of segue into if you like this shirt based on your measurements and your style preferences, these pants would look good with it as with this tie and this blazer and kind of put an outfit together. One of the things so many men need that help. Yes, tell you. Yes, yeah. we, yes, we know. We, <laughs> <laughs> now, we've been talking a lot about men. We launched with men. We're actually, we're not going to be a men exclusive brand, you know, mm-hmm. for it and all be all. We're eventually going to evolve into women's wear as well. But one of the things we've heard from our initial guy customers is they really do need that guidance. They mm-hmm. need that help, you know, figuring out exactly what they should wear because a lot of us don't know. 
And I think we need someone who's going to not just educate us on fit, but also what color matches work really well for you. What style should I be wearing if I want to, you know, go to a business meeting versus go, you know, go out to dinner on a Friday night. That kind of thing is, I think, something that guys just need advice on every day. Let me tell you how I do it. Sweetie, can you come in here for a minute? <laughs> that's how I do it. No, that's very true. And it's mm-hmm. funny. One of the things that guys have told us is they want advice and they also want advice. They trust females to give them that advice. That is, you know, whoever, it doesn't actually have to be a girlfriend or a wife. It can be, you know, as long as it's a woman giving them advice, they definitely, mm-hmm. they, they agree with that. Or, or Catherine through an algorithm. Yeah, that's right. right. Got it. Right. All right. Greg and Catherine, we're going to turn after this short break. We're going to come back and we're going to get into the business and the startup side of this thing. So we'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Well is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. All right. I'm back with Catherine Iger and Greg Valines, co-founders of Fittery. All right, guys. So let's, uh, let me cover all of our bases on the actual product and how it works and how it's going to change the world for us guys and ultimately uh, ladies. <laughs> let's get into the business side of this thing. So uh, startup, you're in beta. And as we record this, I think you launched, what did you say, five, six weeks ago? Yep, that's right. All right. So startup uh, requires money to operate. So walk us through the funding. I understand you're uh, in, a, in an early seed round right now. Walk us through how that's all coming along. Yeah. So we did all of our testing and we built a beta for our funding, Bootstrap. Mm-hmm. We're right about closing kind of a first outside round. Mm-hmm. That'll be probably within the next few weeks. And then first quarter, once we come out of beta and have and are able to sort of talk about the traction from beta, we'll have a larger round. We touched on it briefly. I meant to ask in the top half of the show uh, about some of the brands you're working with. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, I mean, you're talking to some, this isn't Abe's shirt shack that you're working with. This <laughs> is, you've got some internationally known brands. We you do. want to run us through some of them? Sure. So we've got um, Brooks Brothers, J. Crew, Macy's, Nordstrom, Saks, Express. Uh, Novos, <laughs> Novos. Todd Snyder. Yeah, so I mean, it really is. And the interesting thing is, it is. It, we do have all of the big brands. We have almost all the big brands that you would see in any mall that you mm-hmm. went into. But the other thing is, we do have Abe's Shirt Shack. Not literally, but we do have some smaller brands, and we feel like that's kind of important because it's exciting for them. It, it's exciting for them, and it's also sort of a, it's good for the discovery process because you may kind of say. You may be exposed to a brand that you never would have heard of before, but it does actually fit you perfectly. And that's the cool thing is that you would never have found it. You know, some of these like a small brand in San Francisco, a small brand locally in New York that maybe somebody in middle America wouldn't have found unless they had come to fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I asked the question about the brands, not to get back into the clothing conversation, which (laughs) I'm apt to do, but uh, (laughs) that's going to be impressive to potential donors too. Oh, for sure. And you're in this, in Q1, you're going to launch into a, I'm not sure if it's going to be an extended seed round or maybe an A round, but it's mm-hmm. it's when you're going to get real serious with a bigger time. What I mean, what kind of can you share what kind of goal you have in terms of funding? Yeah, so first quarter we're going for about a million. Okay. Yep. All right. And what's that going to go to? I mean, is it going to be recruiting talent? Is it more technology investment, all of the above? So you know, a lot of it is um, manpower. It's really it's manpower behind kind of 
extending our clothing categories. So we're we're starting with men's dress shirts, but we need to quickly move past sure, that sure. to other categories. So that's on the inventory side you know, of the marketplace and then uh, mar- towards marketing for the consumer side of the understood, marketplace. Understood. So right now, I think it's just web-based. Is there going to be an app at some point? I think absolutely. We'd love to get there. I think um, one of the things we wanted to do is make sure we could be on all devices everywhere. Sure. Any screen size. And so we, that's why we thought building this responsively designed uh, mobile web first design site was the way to go. I think uh, so. We mentioned some of the uh, some of the things we'd be using money for. It's also just to bring on technologists as well. Right? Sure, so we're sure. actually hiring folks now as well as, you know, looking when we get this uh, larger round to keep expanding the technical team. Another question I wanted to ask, going back to the actual clothes again, are you capturing the inventory here? Or if I buy a J. Crew shirt, am I going to get it through J. Crew? How's that going to work? You buy it through J. Crew. Okay. So we have a product data feed that comes from the brands, and then you click through and buy it from J. Crew. That is the way it is right now. One of the things you asked what the f- future funding would, would buy, and basically that one of the big things is going to be a universal cart where people can buy multiple items on our site. Oh, so because okay. one of our big values is being able to shop across brands, mm-hmm. we want you to be able to say you can buy this item from J. Crew and this item from Brooks Brothers and have it all in one cart. I like that. That also that's... adds to the value of the data that we can gather as well. Let me give you another piece of data as you're thinking this through. I was mm-hmm. just in Chicago last week broadcasting at an event and I was having coffee in my hotel or breakfast in my hotel in the morning and the gentleman walked by. He was walking, he was on his phone, so he was not paying attention. He walked into my table and a coffee spill all over my slacks and my shirt. I had to go up and change. Now, I would love to be able to go to Fittery and say, go to my app and say, I need a new shirt and, and ship it overnight. So I'm just, I'll throw it out there just for your all's consideration. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so app's going to come down the road a bit. Yeah, I think so. We have a lot of things that are in the roadmap. We like we mentioned the universal cart, these quick sizing tools to help you profile your body, expanding our clothing categories. We've got a lot of things we want to build as well, but we think that in the spirit of being everywhere all the time, we want to make sure that we we have as broad a reach as possible. So I think an app definitely makes sense. All right. So you are recruiting talent. Walk us through again are, uh, yeah. exactly the, what you're looking for. Yeah, we're actually, so one of the things we're trying to do is bring on um, senior engineering talent, mm-hmm. looking for folks who have great experience either in the startup world, you know, corporate America, wherever it is, who are great tech technologists who love innovating and doing new things, who really have a passion for building and a passion for creating, because that's that's the thing that we get really excited about is getting able to get up every day and make something and, and really build it. So uh, who folks are interested in that would love to talk to them. All right. Before we close, I'll let you guys know, uh, you can let the audience know how to contact you should people be interested in that. And I'm assuming there's ways to do that on the website as well. So why launch this in Atlanta? Aren't you supposed to do this in San Francisco or in the, in the Valley? I mean, why, why, why did you decide to hang your hat here? Well, first of all, we live here. Mm-hmm. So that was really, that was really the beginning. But you know, I mean, we did talk about potentially relocating and and honestly, I don't think that it is entirely off the table depending on how it goes, sure. we could evolve. And I do think that we just given the the proximity to fashion, we will probably need to have an office in New York. Sure. But I mean, thus far, the real reason to do that would be for funding and thus far we've been fine with funding. I mean, there's definitely advantages to Atlanta in terms of like the price of what are some of those advantages? There's a lot of talent talent here too. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of really good talent, and you know it's so competitive in like the Valley, for example. So you know there's talent here that is affordable. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I think yeah. funding's becoming more hot here as well, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was reading something, and it might have been a hypopotamus. I don't remember. But I, I was reading something that said 75 to 80% of all startup funding comes from outside the Valley anyway. So if you're looking at those are the type of stats you're seeing, I mean, they, they get all the buzz because they're Silicon Valley, but there's lots of money outside of that area. 
that are available to startups. I think the the real kicker is if you have a great idea and if you know how to execute on that idea, the money's going to come. And so far, the luck we've had, I shouldn't say luck, we've worked a lot for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the traction we've had with investors and the interest we've seen thus far, I think, is kind of te- you know testimony to that. So I think it's ultimately, do you have a great idea? Are you able to sell and prove that you can execute? And I think, and we're not concerned that we, since we had a track record of doing this for so many years, that that would be a problem. It was just trying to figure out how do we get the message out? And it seems like that's been working so far. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask that question. You guys have had a very successful career, each of you, working for some very well-known, reputable uh, organizations and brands. Why do this? This is hard. I mean, this is this is a challenge. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. But it's a hard. Majority of startups don't make it. I mean, uh, what's, what? what's driving you? To- <laughs> <laughs> no one mentioned that. <laughs> you didn't read that book yet? But what's driving you to do this? I mean, this is a, a courageous move. I mean, uh, what's driving you to do it? I'll ask each of you to comment on that. Yeah, I guess I can go first. So mm-hmm. for me, I've just always been someone who loves making stuff. If it's, uh, you know, when I was six years old making Lego sets all the way to, you know, my career and actually what drew me to product management and to the web was being able to see something come to life in front of you that then a consumer or someone out there can fall in love with. That is just something that I that's always resonated with me. And I think something that gets lost when you're working for larger brands is you have a lot of um, great focus, a lot of passion, a lot of great people, but it's harder to make stuff happen as quickly as you'd like. And this idea of fittery really resonated with Catherine and I. And for me, the chance to be able to just build something and really make it happen in the way that we think it needs to happen was just too, too good an opportunity to pass up. Yeah, I think the interesting comparison between working in a larger company and you know a smaller company or creating your own company, you can... You know, if you work for AutoTrader, you can do, AutoTrader can do big things, but a larger company does sometimes struggle with being able to move really swiftly and all that stuff. And I think it was sort of a choice between can you kind of have a small impact in a big company or a a really big impact and do your own thing and be passionate about it. I mean, you know, life is all about perspective. You could say that this is really stressful, but you could also say it's an incredible life experience. It's honestly, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we enjoy it. Certainly there are days where we're like, ah, but (laughs) I think for the most part, we're really having fun. And Mm -hmm. and from a personal growth perspective, I've learned more in the last year, you know, starting Fittery and working up to the point we are now and all the things we have on our plate Mm -hmm. than I've learned in many, many years in corporate America is you have a chance to do so many things so quickly. You have to be able to iterate and learn and improve and be better every single day. Whereas that you don't necessarily have that kind of pressure and impetus to do that if you're, you know, you go and you sit at your desk all day. I think the other thing is, I think if you're naturally more of a nine to five person, this would be a really jarring shift. (laughs) But I think that both of us were already really big workers, work a lot of hours, care a lot about what we're doing. So it was sort of a question of, you know, if you're going to put that much into it, shouldn't it be yours? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. I appreciate you guys uh, sharing all that. Uh, Greg, uh, what are some of the things you've learned? Uh, A lot of people that listen to this show are people in your boat. They're trying to launch their own startup, trying to raise money. They're trying to recruit good talent. And a lot of them have failed. A lot of them sure. listening to the show have or want, want to do it. They have not done They were working that nine to five gig and they want to get into it. What are some, uh, again, I'll ask both of you to comment on this and I'll start with you on this one, Catherine. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you've learned so far that you would like to share with others who are endeavoring to do something similar? I think everything that you learn, you sort of learn gradually through your life and it's the, the knowledge kind of grows. But I think one of the big things is that can do a lot more than you think you can do. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the biggest thing for me is that I felt like, you know, there was an aspect of this that was very exciting. There was an aspect of this that was a holy crap, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the holy crap part was actually the part that we, that for me, that I learned the most from. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, you know, we know we can build an e-commerce site. We know we can get a lot of the stuff right. It's the stuff that we hadn't 
stuff that we hadn't done before. Like we hadn't raised money in this, in the startup way before. It's a very different thing to raise money within a company or for a nonprofit or something like that. We hadn't done this before. And so I think all of the stuff that you learn about yourself and, you know, when you have, we had this sort of aha moment, or at least I did last week of like, oh, this is how you do it. And that's amazing. You Mm -hmm. know, and that's the kind of thing where particularly if you're in a similar kind of a job for a lot of years, you sort of lose that constant challenge. Mm -hmm. So you lose, you don't grow as much. Yeah, great. Well, I guess for me, when you're when you're transitioning from a corporate job where someone is telling you every single day, this is generally what you should be spending your time on. What I've personally learned how to do is be much more effective at, at setting my own charter, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, it, when I come in every day, I now am able to plan and create the things that I need to do that are of highest value and really go after them. So it's, it's something you don't necessarily have to think about that much if you are one person in a chain of thousands of people mm-hmm. at a larger company. Uh, it's been really freeing. And, you know, you occasionally have a day where you're sitting there staring at your computer going, what am I supposed to be tackling right now? But the great thing is you take five minutes, Catherine and I will huddle up, we'll find that next big priority to go after and we'll go do it. The other thing that I've learned is, again, kind of that shift from corporate environment to startup world is the power of personal connections and how valuable it is in in the business world to be constantly meeting new people, learning new faces, trying to f- learn as much as you can about the industry and the world around you continually. Because again, I think you get in a mindset when you're in a you know a business job working for someone, someone else to not be constantly expanding your horizons, not always going to meet those new people, going to that networking event, that kind of thing. And the power of what we've, we've seen in just the short time we've been doing Fittery mm-hmm. of the power of personal connections opening doors for you has been astounding to me. All right, good stuff. Well, guys, I think you are aware that the incubator is made possible by Wella. So it's time for the Wella question of the week, which is, what's the best piece of financial advice you have ever received? Greg, we'll start with you. Sure. So when I was, uh, I guess, in college, my dad bought me this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, oh, yeah. which uh, it was kind of my first introduction to learning about financial stuff. And I hadn't really gotten in there uh, until that point. One of the things that I remember most from that book was this idea of your own personal home is your home, but don't necessarily think of it as an investment mm-hmm. because you're so apt to make it beautiful and make it you know this amazing place for you to live. You're not always looking at you know ROI returns on, should I get this piece of art framed and hung on the wall? So I think uh, that was something that was really valuable to me is if you are going to make investments to your house. You don't just cons- assume that you're always going to get that money back. You really need to think of it as this is where I live and be very thoughtful about how you're spending your money against your own house because it can end up being a place where you may not get all that money back. So that was just something that really stuck out to me is kind of I've moved through my financial life trying to make sure I'm very thoughtful about you know what money is going into my home. Outstanding. Well done on that. I read that book too late in my life. And when I did, it really changed how I think about money. So uh, fascinating. No one's brought that up yet. So uh, thanks for that. (laughs) Catherine, what about you? What's the best financial advice you have ever received? Mine's from my dad, too, who is actually a financial person. He didn't Uh, give me a book. He just talked at me a lot. (laughs) But um, his advice was always live beneath your means. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing for me. And, you know, I I think it was something that was so ingrained in me. It wasn't like a shift in my life. It was just sort of, I've I've always sort of believed in that, 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 you know, you you can't just sort of go, okay, I have this much money, so I'll spend this much money. You know, you always have to be saving and, you know. Well, most of us don't do that, which is why 
So maybe we'll have so many struggles and challenges. So uh, great advice. All right, guys, that was the well of question of the week. All right, we're about out of time. Before I let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have questions? Uh, Should they want to get in touch with you about opportunities with Fittery? And where can they go and learn more about Fittery? Sure. Well, absolutely. Go to Fittery.com. You can contact us there or you can contact me directly at Greg at Fittery.com. If you've got any questions, you want to join the team, you want to get a really great fitting shirt, we'll be glad to do all those things for you. Catherine, how can people find you? Catherine at Fittery.com. All right. Greg Valines and Catherine Iger, the co-founders of Fittery. Greg, Catherine, it was great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us and good luck with this. Thing. Thank you so much Thanks. for having Thanks us. For having we'll us. get you back on the show in a year's time and talk about all this cool data and what you're learning. So, <laughs> great. All right. Well, that wraps today's conversation. Again, on behalf of my guests, Greg Valines and Catherine Iger, I am Todd Schneck. We'll see you soon on The Incubator. You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus and made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.